Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben is here, fine local businessman, Republican committee man. He's an American first and very glad he doesn't have his MAGA hat on today, but he owns one. I don't own one. Oh, you don't even own one. You gave it away. Okay. I only own a water buffalo hat. <laughs> oh, man. You don't have any of the po- popular accoutrements. Barney Rubble, water buffalo. Oh, I remember. Yeah, the big hats. Yep, absolutely. All right. So uh, that's the panel here. Rob Center is our fabulous producer. Mm-hmm. We'll start out with our uh, steady guests who are here each month. Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. He is uh, president and CEO. Uh, thank you, sir, for calling in. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Ben. And uh, boy, oh boy, uh, after that introduction, your steady guest. uh, uh, We'll we'll see how that goes, Mark, to see how steady I am. But I do have Art Thomas on with me as well, and we'll introduce our guest in a moment. Art, you want to say a word? Good morning, everybody. Hey, it's uh, cold and snowy out. Anybody know when the farm show starts? (laughs) Okay. Well, let's uh, find Uh, out about uh, that. Yep, yep, we're here. Yes, when it's cold and snowy, that's when the farm show starts. All right, yeah. So Bob Garrett and Art Thomas, chair of the chamber. And with that, we welcome Russ Redding, agriculture secretary in the state of Pennsylvania. Good morning, Russ. Thank you so much for calling in. Hey, pleasure to be, be pleasure to be with you. Uh, just pushing a little snow this morning, but uh, farm show weather. Oh, so you're one of those folks that actually helps out. You get behind the wheel and do some work and make sure that uh, the show must go on. I'm just trying to get out the farm lane. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're, so I can get you're, to the farm show. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you're down in your uh, home county of, I believe, Adams. Yeah, just outside of Gettysburg. Yes, yes. Right, beautiful, well. beautiful place. And Adams County, we're talk agribusiness. Adams County is at the heart and soul of uh, agribusiness in Pennsylvania. It's amazing. You know, when you look around, right, you've got uh, the fruit industry here, which we're very, very blessed with, and uh, a very good year, Now's Foods Cooperative, and Mott's, and all that good processing. Well, let's start out with some questions related to, to ag- the farm show in particular. Russ, give us a preview of this year's farm show. What will we see? What will be emphasized? I guess you should mention the protocols as well. So give us a quick overview of this year's farm show that starts tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we're, we're anxious to be back and live uh, after two years. Uh, it'll, it'll feel different, look different. Uh, this is the first time that we've had to add the concern for personal health, of course, uh, given the COVID issues, but uh, plenty of proven tools available to us, vaccines and boosters and masks and hand sanitizer, all that will be available on site as well. Uh, we've got a theme of harvesting more. It's been an extraordinary two years uh, for all of us, and agriculture is no exception to that. But uh, we're looking forward to hosting, and uh, we've got a great competitive uh uh, show event plan with you know, all the normal stuff of butter sculptures and culinary stages and kids in the show ring 
Uh, so we're really looking forward to it. It would be a great year. Millions of dollars in changes at the Farm Show Complex itself? Yeah, so we took advantage of, uh, you know, the, the COVID uh, era, if you will. Uh, we were down, of course, for uh, two years and uh, had planned before that even to, to do a major upgrade to the Capitol Complex, $21 million <laughs> upgrade to include air handling systems and HVAC, and we widened the aisles and did a, a lot of lighting and uh, things you'll notice as soon as you step in the complex, by the way. It's lighter. Uh, the air is great. You know the challenge there. Uh, we've had in the past, so uh, big changes, and I think well-timed here to help us out with COVID. All right, well, my last question, and then we'll let uh, Bob and Art uh, ask you some questions. Uh, the butter sculpture, of course, maybe it's always true, but this year, just particularly telling in terms of what you're saluting, what you're describing, uh, and sort of what's behind the image that folks see when they look in the case. Yeah, when they see the, the butter sculpture this year, we were really mindful that uh, you know, through COVID, I mean, we, we are, you know, stronger together. And we have seen, you know, uh, so many uh, impacts and uh, changes, very positive experiences with food and food security through our agricultural community. But it was also a time to bring the rural and urban folks together. So when you look at it, you'll see the cityscapes and the farm landscapes. You'll see the urban farmer, urban gardener, and, and uh, you know, our, our dairy farmer, uh, having a toast to dairy and the dairy industry, which is really critical, um, you know, to both uh, feeding us, of course, but also the quality of life here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, urban farmer, define that in greater detail real quick. Well, urban, uh, you know, it's, it's it's not the traditional, what you, you and I would see in the Susquehanna Valley, uh, but these farms are in the deep pockets of our cities. Uh, they apply all of the science and agronomic principles, producing food both for charity of course, but also uh, economic enterprises and the entrepreneurial spirits alive and well. All right, Bob Garrett, your first question or comment uh, for the Agriculture Secretary. Yeah, uh, good morning, Russ. Uh, great to hear your voice, and uh, and we'll look forward to the next time you're able to get out the lane and up uh, Route 15 to the greater <laughs> Susquehanna Valley. My question, of course, will always be about uh, the economy and the ag economy, um, particularly to the greater Susquehanna Valley. How's 2022 look? Uh, it, it feels like we've uh, we soldiered through uh, the pandemic. Uh, our agribusinesses, uh, our valley was lucky. We didn't have any of the large-scale shutdowns that we read about out in the Midwest, et cetera, of our beef producers or our um, any of our canneries. You know, our, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with um, um, you know with uh, Chef Boyardee being up in Milton and and Fermanos over in Northumberland and Bright Farms uh, just looks like it's just getting brighter and brighter. Uh, and they're able to find bright farmers there. But uh, tell us a little bit about the ag economy in the uh, in the state, as well as what, what you're seeing in central Pennsylvania. Yeah, thanks, Bob. It's good to hear your voice as well. Um, you know, when you think back to where we were a year or so ago, you know, we were in a complete freefall. Um, you know, agriculture was trying to figure out, you know, how to adjust workplaces, as you note. Uh, you know, they soldiered through. Is that's a good description? Uh, they were certainly challenged by you know the the shift uh overnight shift you know we in, in the course of two weeks we went from half of our food being consumed outside the home to a hundred percent of the food being consumed in the home uh, and you think about the the you know just the, the the change that's required to make that happen uh, i'm really proud of agriculture but you know, they were in a free fall they were uncertain today you know as we enter 2022 you know agriculture is in a pretty good space uh trade 
is flowing. Um, you know, prices are good. They're coming off an extraordinary growing year. Uh, our concerns as we look to 2022 are, you know, whether the trade, of course, will will maintain. That's a really critical piece of our uh, economy and, uh, you know, the individual farm income, uh, but also the input costs. I mean, this uh, supply chain that we hear about, uh, very troubling, very concerned about whether you can get the inputs, fertilizer, seed, chemical, uh, prices up two, three times over what they were last year. So what that margin is going to be is still a big question mark, but we're optimistic. We start the year here uh, at least being in a position where we know what a good year looks like, uh, and it's very stable. But uh, there are some pockets of pain as we look around the state as well, particularly on the dairy side. I think one of the biggest eye-openers for me, uh, Russ, uh, this last year I was invited down to a National Beef uh, where I don't know if the listeners realize this, but uh, the National Beef Plant in Hummel's Wharf produces one-fifth of the case-ready beef for all of the Middle Atlantic states. So it's a major, major operation going on there. And now uh, the actual plant itself, because we didn't know what we didn't know about COVID, was a biosecure area. In other words, they weren't letting mm-hmm. folks in uh, the plant itself, but they showed me the protocols uh, that they had put in place uh, for their employees as they arrived to work, and it, it, I, it, you couldn't tell the difference between national beef and the, the high, most high-tech surgery bay at uh, yeah. at the Geisinger. It was that uh, well operated, um, and I'm just thrilled that uh, we've done well, and and really appreciate, uh, uh, Mr. Secretary, that you uh, explained uh, what this means to the farmer. You know, the, you know, the folks you see out on tractors, the folks you see uh, tending to their animals and tending to their uh, are, are dealing with heavy duty inflation, um, and and you know they have to make a profit. If they don't make a profit, they don't stay in business, and uh, and it's getting it's getting very difficult. So when the price goes up in the grocery store, this isn't this isn't uh, you know nobody no uh, daddy warbox is getting rich off of that. Um, it's just our local farmers are just trying to stay in business, and we appreciate yeah, you, you know, it's uh, a good reminder. giving that background. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, agriculture is a business. You know, it's a business without walls, but every bit of business, right? It's about markets and uh, workforce and uh, the basic principles of economics. And you know, I look at agriculture over the last uh, year. Uh, I think one of the silver linings in this COVID has been the rediscovery of our agricultural community and what they did. You know, they didn't take a day off uh, through this. Some could work from home and telework. That doesn't work for agriculture, right? So they're out there, uh, you know, working along and. Uh, I think have, have done a, just a phenomenal job of keeping us safe and keeping us fed. Okay, Art, uh, questions for the Secretary? Uh, you talking to me, Mark? This is Art. Yep, absolutely. You have uh, a word yeah, or Secretary uh, comment? Yeah, real quick, uh, Secretary. My question has to do with workforce. Uh, you just touched on it there at the end. We all know that agriculture is the number one industry in Pennsylvania and uh, the number one problem. Our chamber has been trying to deal with for more than two years, way before COVID, is adequate workforce to satisfy the jobs that are available. Uh, I'm sure just like uh, the businesses I'm in, small farms are the majority of the farms in Pennsylvania being the number one industry, although there are many large farms. But uh, what have you been hearing with respect to workforce inadequacies or inavailabilities in the ag industry? You know, Art, listen, it, it's the number one issue, right? Uh, it it's, it uh, competes with economics, but at the end of the day, 
you know, that workforce issue, regardless of size of business, uh, is the concern right now. Uh, you know, the, the piece that played about the great resignation uh, occurring across the country, uh, agriculture is not immune to that. Uh, and we're be, we see that. Uh, we're seeing transitions occur. We've taken a pretty active role with our Department of Labor and Industry to to uh, support the workforce and training and apprenticeship programs, uh, making sure that we can inspire a new generation to step into this business and, you know, tackle uh, these uh, contemporary issues of, of food safety and food production and, and food security and everything else that goes with uh, that agricultural system from science to uh, civics. Um, I know you mentioned about how it went from 50% out of the home to 100% in-home dealing with workforce at the same time. Kudos to the farmers that kept putting the food on my table. All right, Ben, you get one question, then we'll let the Secretary uh, get Secretary, back to the Secretary, on power. a lighter note, uh, I hope the uh, lighting and the ventilation systems that, that have been upgraded, uh, which I understood from some people, have very, very impressive that they've been in the farm show complex uh, in the last couple months. But uh, I would say I hope you get to treat yourself to the world-famous, world-famous Farm show milkshakes. I knew that was coming. Because uh, if those aren't the best, I'd like somebody to find one better. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm a fan of uh, consuming, uh, you know, dairy uh, three a day, as they recommend for all vitamins <laughs> and nutrients. I, I, I take all of that in three milkshakes. So. Well, I'll tell you what, those milkshakes funny. are as famous or more famous than the milkshake on the movie Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yep, good point. And, uh, they're, they're real, thank you. And Secretary Redding, uh, it, what's the add-on flavor? They always have one particular flavor that's kind of an add-on uh, at the milkshake stand. Have you? Is it open yet? So you do know what that is yet? I, I had a uh, a uh, preview of the raspberry milkshake. Oh. Uh, so yeah, it, it's oh. really good. I mean, I, of course, it's, if it's in a cup and has a straw, it's good anyhow. But um, <laughs> yeah, but raspberry this year, you can get your chocolate vanilla as well. All right, fabulous. I'm a big raspberry fan. All right, well, thank you so much, Secretary Redding. Very much appreciated. This has become a tradition. Thanks to Bob Garrett. Get sub-producer credits for this. Uh, Secretary <laughs> Redding, anything else you wish to add? Maybe we didn't ask you something important. I, I just say, you know, listen, we, we have all experienced, uh, you know, new um, new dimensions in our own capacity to lead and, and to respond. Um, and really looking forward this year to celebrating how agriculture responded uh, in Harvest More is our theme uh, this year. So join us at the Farm Show. You know, take the safety precautions. Uh, we'll try to take care of you as well. Thank right. you. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we do appreciate that. Russ Redding, Agriculture Secretary in Pennsylvania on the State Farm Show, starts tomorrow, goes up to and including, including the 15th. And uh, they would just love to see you down there. All right, we're going to ask our great uh, panelists uh, to stand by. We have on hold now Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce and Art, Ter uh, Art Thomas, the chair of the chamber. They're going to stand by. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get some reaction to the jobless numbers. As you heard, CBS. Say, uh, I'm going to say we only added 99,000 new jobs. There were predictions for hundreds of thousands of more new jobs. And uh, the unemployment rate going down from 4.2% to 3.9%. So we'll chit-chat about that when we return. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. It's not too often Ben Reikley comes in here and says he's going to be rooting for my Georgia Bulldogs. Honest to <laughs> Pete, what's going on in the world? Oh, roll tide. Roll <laughs> oh, okay, so you're an Alabama fan. Good for you. All right, well, I'm rooting for well, Georgia. The, the, I mean, ex- excellence is what people strive for, correct? Right. We'll have to see what Bob and Art say about that. Bob Garrett, president and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, Art Thomas, the chair and president of MECTEC and Diversified Construction. Bob, we'll start with you with our job reaction. Yeah, uh, good news, bad news. First off, uh, Mark, you're going to be hearing from Ben all year uh, as he pumps Herschel Walker's campaign for the United States Senate. So he's uh, you're going to be hearing about the Bulldogs a long, long time. Uh, just telling you, giving you a foretaste of the feast to come there. Uh, but anyhow, hey, um, the um, uh, reaction, uh, the numbers are well below where we thought they were going to be in all economists. In fact, uh, uh, in fact, my favorite economist, uh, source is the Wall Street Journal, and they said the numbers would be 800,000. So the fact that they're at 199,000, it's um, uh, that now we're talking about national numbers. We're talking about jobs created, 199,000 jobs created, uh, unemployment rate dropping. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say, folks, we we really have to be start getting concerned here because that is that is slow growth um, at best. Um, it's almost, uh, uh, you know, that, that's a, a huge concern. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, which doesn't happen to me often. Just to, to choose the words carefully, that's a big concern. And, and um, you know, we're going to get into the internals of these numbers, but the unemployment rate uh, that low um, when we have as many people on the sideline, because if you've looked at the, the graph I sent out, our participation rate just is not coming back. You know, we, we talk about the great uh, resignation, and we are living it. Uh, we're in the midst of it. I think that unemployment rate uh, drop is completely because of people dropping out of the labor force. Um, I don't know that. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, and, and uh, we'll have a qualified economist, uh, Anabar Basu, here in a few months to talk us through this. But, but folks, we, we really have to, uh, we have to watch this carefully. We might be in the midst of a major, major economic change that's not a change for the better uh, for our nation. And, uh, you know, the greater Susquehanna Valley can't es- escape what happens nationally. It will affect us eventually. So uh, numbers, uh, before you celebrate and, and send out the press releases, look at all the, the great job we did with the unemployment rate at uh, all-time low or whatever, or nearly an all-time low is take a look at the internals because I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly here, but uh, something is uh, afoot and it ain't good. Okay, well, well, we'll let you be a negative Ned. But, Bob, the the situation, I believe the calculation of unemployment needs to be looked at and, and probably updated to the uh, 21st century because we just had 4.5 million approximately people leave the workforce. Those people don't get counted in unemployment, or they do and don't. And, you know, is it S10, S12, 2012? I mean, whatever 
the formulas are because uh, I, I agree with you. There is a, I would say, almost like an algae over the pond of our economics. There's there's an algae. It's called stagflation that we're getting into. we got inflation going on, and there just seems to be a lack of, I don't want to say motivation in our economy. It is moving along, but there's almost the wet blanket over parts of our economy. We see the stock markets setting records, but we see Fed policy that makes no sense. And we see Fed policy talked about. We have an administration that makes a dog chasing its tail look somewhat normal in their economic policy. So, I mean, we see where oil prices or energy prices are going, and we see the lack of understanding how energy fuels the economy here in the United States. Uh, so yeah, I would I would agree with you. There's some frustration. I don't want to say the glass is the glass might be half empty in some regards, but in some sectors of our economy, the glass is half empty with a hole in the bottom. All right, uh, Art, you want to react to joblessness, uh, but we have to let you go so you can get back to billable hours, but uh, you got an open <laughs> mic. You want to uh, weigh in on the jobless uh, figure, joblessness uh, down to 3.9%, but not necessarily good news across the board nationally or locally. On a, a rare occasion, I don't think I can add much today. I think uh, it's obvious right now that it's all about participation. The graph Bob sent out, the difference between almost 68% participation and around 62% participation seems to be what this is all about because we were 3.5% unemployment pre-COVID and the engine was running hard and fast. We're almost back to that, which is unheard of in itself. So it's all about participation. We've got the stock market still going, and I think what it comes down to is is the amount of money that's been infused into the economy, and that's both business and personal. Uh, I guess we're getting a better perspective of what the trillion means or multiple trillions means. I feel like I have a pretty good handle on what a million means, but I think we're getting a better focus on what trillions of dollars can do to the economy. All right. Well, thank you so much, Art. For thank you for all your com comments and your time, and thanks for the child care comments <laughs> earlier uh, this month. We were really trying to address this issue and trying to get there. I guess it was last month, but uh, trying to get to the bottom of this. Uh, Bob, you have a few moments left. You can uh, talk about the activities, events, uh, chamber initiatives. You got an open mic. Yeah, I'm. Uh, um, I'm just uh, happy to tell everybody I'm going to jump right off of this uh, call and right onto the Communications and Technology Committee uh, discussion, where we'll be putting together our uh, Greater Susquehanna Valley Innovations and Technologies Summit. Um, very important. We're going to check in, see how we're doing with getting uh, broadband, particularly rural broadband and high-speed internet, out, um, and then. Uh, Big events uh, uh, coming up. Uh, I've already mentioned that we'll have an economic summit that'll be in the, uh, in March of this uh, March April time frame. It will be virtual um, so that we can all see uh, Anabar Basu's uh, charts. You know, we know that he's a fabulous speaker and a, and a, and a world renowned economist, uh, but we can't always see his charts when there's 300 people in a room and you're in the back uh, row. Uh, the beauty of virtual is we can actually see them, and he can he'll start to piece this together for us. I, I know that's uh, three months from now, uh, but we really need that level of support to understand what's going on because um, uh, you know essentially what the chamber does day in and day out is provide 
uh, business support, decision support information, particularly to our small businesses, those businesses that can't hire an economist, those businesses that can't hire a soothsayer uh, to tell them what are the good decisions, what are the bad decisions. And, um, and we're going to really tune in here because our economy is changing, um, the, um, and we need to stay with it. You know, we can't give up. You know, never, never give up. We're not going to give up. Uh, we're going to stick with this. Um, we're going to encourage people to stop resigning <laughs> from their jobs. We need you. We, we the, the most important and critical piece of economic development is people. And um, as we have less and less and less people in the labor force, it's not a good thing uh, to anybody uh, for that to happen. You know, if you're retirement age and you can retire, please do uh, and enjoy yourself. But, uh, uh, but um, you know, uh, don't, don't pull the plug too early is all, I, all we're going to ask. The other thing is we heard from Secretary Redding, uh, agriculture has innovated. They've gotten stronger. Um, we also heard that uh, inflation, the same inflation you're feeling at the gas pump, uh, your local farmer is feeling as well. Um, uh, you know, if you're paying a little bit more for uh, local food, um, do it gladly uh, because uh, uh, that is the difference between them staying in business. That's the difference between them being around and being a farm or being a fallow field uh, at this point. They have to pay their bills. Their bills are going up. So, uh, you know, we always say shop local, buy PA preferred. Um, if you shop local and you buy PA preferred, um, whether it's at the, your local Wise Pure Food store or at, and down at, the, uh, at the, the market at the end of the farm lane that uh, is selling uh, ice pops today, uh, you're, that money staying local, and you're doing you're doing what we need to do to keep our local Greater Susquehanna Valley economy. Well, thank you, Bob. Thanks for all you're doing. Your name Thanks, and arts pop up on a wide range of important uh, discussions in committee meetings and activities around here, not the least of which is the Governmental Affairs Committee meeting that's uh, today at noon. So we know that lots of folks will be participating in that and trying to solve all the world's uh, problems and getting that done. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Art. Thanks, Very guys. much appreciated from the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Open phones you. coming up. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Light them up. we got open phones. You want to weigh in on the things that you've heard about agriculture. One of our good listeners did send us a question about milk prices. Very so, pertinent. Yeah, pertinent. sorry that I didn't see that until the end of the show but uh, or the end of our interview. But we will forward that to Secretary Redding. We have a staff person's uh, contact information so we'll send that to him yeah really super duper but there is something on the thing that might not be a hundred percent maybe we should get him to call back no and we can uh, we can sort of answer that and send it to him but we did we can break, answer this you and i you and i did i remember what i did say about dairy prices but no it, you know it says why don't farmers get paid a living wage for their milk well again living wage to find that stores make big profits why not farmers well you got to look at 
the distribution chain on where milk starts and where it ends up and how many fingers are in the proverbial uh, in the pudding yes. in the pot so so yes, how many but, spoons but, are, how many ladles the, are in the, the pot the texture does have a point and it should well, be sure. looked at but dairy farmers around the country and then look at some trade with Canada and look at pricing so it's it's a little too complicated and it shouldn't be but no dairy farmers uh, but be careful when you use the term living wage because <laughs> that's hard to define at times. Well, we visited a uh, automated farm up in New Columbia, and the uh, farmer gave us a brief overview of the price structure as it relates uh, to dairy. So after about four days of explanation, he said, and that's why dairy prices don't support farmers. Yes, and that's why dairy farms are going out, and some places are being replaced with beef farming, oh, okay. which should drive the climate changers absolutely crazy <laughs> because red meat is the scourge of the earth uh, in some uh, sectors of the uh, of the environmental uh, agenda. Okay. Well, I got a ribeye that says uh, it's not that bad. Bone in? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, not maybe, maybe not. It's uh, just up okay. to it's up to the chef. We'll let we'll let uh, her decide. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our open phone. We can talk about the jobless figures. I misspoke. I said ninety nine thousand new jobs. It's one hundred ninety nine thousand new jobs, and the jobless rate from 4.2% down to 3.9%. And we still have a significant supply chain issue in the U.S. and significant participation issues. We're still bouncing along the bottom in terms of the participation rate. We're down to 61.2% labor participation, which is way too low uh, in order to to really drive an economy forward. So uh, more folks need to get back into the workforce ASAP. The government's got to stop the free ride, I guess, would be part of that (laughs) solution that would really help. You want to talk about so, gumming up the works. The government. Well, yeah, and, and, and they're talking about trying to do more, which is just, uh, I want to say, well, okay. What, another stimulus? Yeah. Put Get more, out put, of here. Put more, uh, <laughs> We're concerned. Put more uh, gasoline on the... More nails. Uh, more nails in the coffin. fire, so All we'll right. see what so, happens. All right. So those are the topics at hand. Of course, we talked a little bit about the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol yesterday. Just normal tourists, um, aside from uh, assaulting 150 mm, officers. normal tourists. But there was some people <laughs> taking selfies like tourists do, and oh, sure. other people okay. doing some hideous stuff. Gotcha. So they uh, discussed the big lie. We had Leonard Steinhorn on which big board. Lie? Uh, the uh, that the election was stolen. Oh, the Russian from President Trump. The Russian stuff. The Russian no, that dossier. the election was stolen. The Hunter Biden. No, laptop? this we're talking about the what the protesters were. Pro- oh. I was going to say, which big lie? Which big lie are we talking about? (laughs) Well, there's all kinds of big lies in Washington. Yeah, this particular (laughs) one. Maybe Washington is is a big lie in itself. So all of the many, many, many people indicted during the Trump administration tied to President Trump, none of them related to Russia and all other topics, right? Very, if any, I'm trying to, you run down Manafort, you run down Stone, you run down what they, and it's just, uh, but the, the, you know, that that okay. too, Mark, but the dirty little secret, which makes no sense at all, is the political prisoners held by this uh, quote-unquote insurrection, whatever terms people want to call it. Why are these people being held without bail? Well, Why are these people being held without a timely trial? And how are they being held? Well, now, consider the source. NPR did an audit and, and looked up, uh, I think, 738 people who've been arrested since the Capitol. And they're all accounted for. All have had opportunities. None need a writ of habeas corpus. Some are being held with the Patriot Act, which, of course, allows you to hold terrorists without further action.
action, okay. uh, but uh, all are accounted they're for. Holding it, but what's the timing? There's going to be people who are still in jail for almost one year. Right. But Patriot the, Act but doesn't n- have an end to it. But no, indefinitely. As, as Donald Trump said, under the Russian collusion hoax, he said no president should go through what he went through. Well, no American should go through what they're trying to do and how they're trying to do it. Well, and if you're a domestic Justice terrorist and you, and you wish domestic terrorist, Mark, to... Some of these people have no priors. Overthrow the U.S. government. Well, not, okay. domestic terrorist. So you're saying none of the people arrested had any prior arrests? Come on, Ben. Most of them didn't, and look, okay. at, look at the timing on it. So no, come on, come on this. How about the domestic terrorists protesting and rioting at the summer Black Lives Movement. Pick a pick one. How about the domestic terrorists trying to burn down the courthouse, the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon? Those people aren't domestic terrorists? So Listen, be careful how you want to define domestic terrorists. Ben, if you feel as though the people being held under the Patriot Act after the Capitol attack mm-hmm. are being held falsely on those charges. And that D- should come out. Dispute. It's out. It's it out. Is, we it know it. come out. It's out. Uh, no, that's the beauty of the Patriot Act is I you get ghosted. Don't think it's out. Yep. I don't think it's you're not, out. You're not permitted to know. But you, yeah, you yeah, love yeah. the Patriot Act the rest of the time. No, unless it I hurts didn't say I love the guys. Patriot Act. The Patriot Act was put in place and never had a sunset on it. And it's never been Thanks adjusted. Thanks to who? Who wouldn't let adjusted. a sunset? I believe uh, your buddy ba- Barack Obama. <laughs> right. He wouldn't let it yeah, expire. So, so that, and that's the key. So, again, it goes on both sides. And, again, it's big lie. Let's look at the big lie, the Russian hoax. Let's look at the big lie of uh, Hunter Biden's laptop that came out, and he had 50 oh, Intel officials. No, Here we brother. Go. Come on. His now. brother, <laughs> Biden, is his son. Uh, it's All not right. his brother. But no. So Our which, OAS which correspondent is here today. Which big <laughs> Mr. lie? Mr. Ben Reichley. No, not OES. Just, uh, just if, you, if we cannot ask questions in this country on <laughs> all sides, then what country do we have? All right, we're living a lie here, folks. 1-800-795-9565. Set us straight. We we're need your call. peeling back the onion of the lie. <laughs> On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. This is 100% true. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We will submit our text to dairy question to the secretary, and hopefully we'll get our response from him. Maybe we should just have him back on the show on a future edition and talk about yeah, uh, dairy support prices are. and uh, after all this uh, settles You're down. You're going to have a raspberry milkshake. The, oh, I love down. raspberry. I, I can't wait. I'm, we have farm show on our agenda. So I, we'll I hear down. you. Not on a weekend, I can hear though. you humming or singing the song as you have your raspberry <laughs> milkshake. I think you're singing like a Prince song called Raspberry Beret. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Some very brief news headlines here, but call us now. 1-800-795-9565-70236 is the text. Include the keyword OTM. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. Email on the market WKOK.com. Our winter net announcements brought to you by the WNL Collision Center, Route 15 in Shemokin Dam is here to tell you that the Shemokin School District is now up to a three-hour delay. They were a two-hour delay. They switched to a three-hour delay. And the Tri-Valley School District switched to a closure. They're farther south. Harrisburg Area School District's closed mm-hmm. today because they got more snow down that way. You heard uh, Secretary Redding talking about he's plowing six to eight inches down there. So and they got more in, in the, the southern area. tier. Right, Adams County. So uh, Tri-Valley School District switched uh, to a closure. PennDOT had reduced speeds on highways in this part of the state. 
judging by this chart, I don't think there's any speed limits that have been reduced on any interstate, whether it's 80, 83, 180, 81. Uh, it looks like all of the entire length of all of these highways have the speeds back up to normal. So congratulations, PennDOT, for clearing those roads in a huge hurry. Big changes coming away in Northumberland. The mayor, Daniel Berard, sworn in. He also swore in Charles Straub, Winston Ortiz, and Timothy Botts to be on Borough Council in Northumberland. And he also announced that the longtime manager, Jan Bowman, will retire April 17th after 22 years on the job. Uh, he says uh, Jan Bowman will be missed tremendously. As he said, uh, she was a vital part of the borough's progress, grant writing, expertise in history, and many other office-oriented skills that helped the borough office enjoy modernity. Uh, Berard says applications being accepted for borough manager in Northumberland. You could do that. No, I would say that uh, the people at Northumberland County, especially talked about the borough manager, mm-hmm. what 22 years, so look at 22 years ago and look at where it's at today and look at the improvements that's happened to the borough. Look at the hurdles they had to climb, particularly the construction projects. And you look at the areas now and you see uh, vast improvements and uh, uh, it looks like uh, Northumberland's open for business. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of positives. Uh, you're uh, You've upgraded your uh, vegetation you. gardens and your views of uh, Northumberland, but uh, you, you drive through Northumberland now and uh, you can see vast improvements, and that took a lot of planning and implementation by a lot of folks over there, and the uh, borough council and the borough managers are, are right in the middle of that. She's a natural-born planner, so... Uh, yeah, good good for uh, her, and uh, again, sad that that experience, good, good for the people who can wisdom. retire and go use that, but the experience of wisdom that leaves the area, you hope it gets passed on, and there's also a thing called, in this world now, called consulting. So, oh, so, so well, maybe, maybe Northumberland Borough can make sure they have uh, her on the consulting list. The COVID-19 surge continues in Pennsylvania. Not a record, but 27,000 new cases in 24 hours statewide. 200 new cases in our area. Hospitalizations increased statewide. Evangelical Community Hospital now up to 56 patients on board. Uh, Geisinger Danville treating four fewer patients, now treating 128 COVID-19 patients. Geisinger Shemokin with two fewer patients on board. The Central Susquehanna Valley has four deaths in the past 24 hours from COVID-19. And we didn't want to miss an opportunity to quote our former president. Of course, the mainstream media definitely followed uh, President Biden when he had some remarks yesterday very pointedly about President Trump. But uh, you'll be surprised to hear that President Trump responded, uh, although no one's carrying that. It says, quote, Biden used my name today to try to further divide America. He added that President Biden is destroying our nation with insane policies of open borders, corrupt elections, and disastrous energy policies, unconstitutional mandates, and devastating school closures. Trump said Biden's speech was just political theater and a distraction of the fact that President Biden has completely and totally failed. He further attacked the Biden administration, said our country no longer has borders, has totally and completely lost control of COVID. We have record numbers, is no longer energy independent. Inflation is rampant. Our military is in chaos. Our exit or our surrender from Afghanistan was perhaps the most embarrassing day in the long and distinguished history of the United States and so much more. He reiterated his claim that the 2020 election was rigged, saying, quote, why is it that the unselect committee of totally partisan political hacks whose judgment has long ago been made not discussed?
discussing the rigged presidential election 2020. It's because they don't have the answers or justification for what happened. They got away with something, and it's leading to our country's destruction, unquote. Of course, he goes on. There's more of it, but you get the theme of it. Uh, so he did have uh, some remarks back. We'll let Tom react to that. Tom, what's your view on what the, the president had to say yesterday? Well, I thought it was beautiful. I don't know what I called about, but I thought what he said about Trump was beautiful. <laughs> right. I mean, that was that was the truth. That was the truth if I ever heard the truth. We got to make sure that there is a sharp line between Democrats and Republicans in the world. Are we yeah. how, to do bring, how to bring the country together? One oh one. Wasn't he the unifying president? Yeah, unifying just president. a short year ago. He had a plan for COVID also. All right, go ahead, Tom. All right, but I, I call this this job market here. I just seen on TV where all the jobs were pretty much up in all the areas except for retail. Retail retail's in the hole. Retail's going downhill. People don't want to work in retail because it doesn't pay anything. So you, know, you take uh, Arby's for example. If you want to call that retail? That's one of the worst. That's one of the worst run uh, places there is. I mean, the, the Arby's over here is only open from 11 to 5 because they can't get nobody. And it isn't just over here because I love Arby's. It's all over. You know, they pay their CEO. You know, if you figure out a CEO's pay based on 40 hours, 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year, some of these guys are making three, four, five thousand, six thousand dollars $6,000 an hour. So... You know, well, Tom, I don't think the retail I, sector. I saw a thing on the, on the internet that really that really puts this whole thing in perspective, and it's like goes like this: if there was one monkey, <laughs> and he had all the bananas, he was eating all the bananas, he hoarded all the bananas, and all the other monkeys were starving, this country would spend all kind of money and do all kind of research to find out what was wrong with that monkey. But you know, if a human being does it, the same thing, they put him on the cover of Forbes magazine. Okay. That is what is wrong with this country. All right. One of the main things. And the cover of Forbes and magazine means what, basically? What it means is people are 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 stingy. They're greedy. They want power. No, that's not true. They're, they're, at all. they're, they're, well, they're, they're worse on. than a monkey. That's very small. I, even, I don't even think a monkey. Yeah, look I don't at even the think a monkey would would take all the bananas yeah. and let the other one starve. But yeah. that's what these people that want all the money and power want. All right, Tom. Sorry, listen. Tom. Go ahead. Sorry, Tom. Not not true. Philanthropy in the United States is probably yeah, the most well, philanthropic country in the world. Uh, the people who give money, the people who create jobs. I mean, you're as negative as it gets from your calls here from a standpoint that you just made a comment that all sectors are up except for retail. Well, if they were expecting 800,000 jobs and only roughly 200,000 were created, that's 600,000 jobs in retail. So something doesn't make sense. But the American people as a whole have been more philanthropic, have helped more people around the world than any other country to date. And within this country, people do more to help each other. And it's, it's, it's disingenuous 
for you to make those comments. A small percentage, yes, but not the general American public. All right, Tommy, you get a brief response. Go right ahead. Well, I couldn't hardly hear what Ben said, but I mean, I'm sure it was a bunch of nonsense because that's all <laughs> comes out of his mouth. All right, enough. That's not necessary. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can family-owned dealership since 1915. Ben's known them for almost a full century alone. So 4th Street, Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Homos Wharf. I've known about the Sunbury Motor Company for 62 years. Thank Oakley Mertz. Uh, right, absolutely. Good. I remember him when I was a kid. Sunbury, <laughs> Sunbury Did he sell wagons or something? Uh, Sunbury Motor Company. They, they uh, started out as a transportation company and right. moved into a motor company. Right. Yes. SunburyMotors.com. Oakley was the first person to use that address. Uh, well, they invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections. they got a body shop. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can buy a new Ford, Hyundai, or Kia. I got to drive the new 2022 Bronco with the lift kit already on it. Mm. Arr, arr, arr. It's a little bumpy. It does. It's a stiff suspension and a shorter wheelbase. But I'll tell you what, it is a nice truck. And I invite you to drive that or any other vehicle and then buy it at the Sunbury Motor Company. Or check it out at sunburymotors.com. All right, give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. we got a half a dozen texts, or no, one text and a half a dozen emails we can sift through. But we'd love to have your call, 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. One of our listeners says our former caller, Tom. <laughs> Sounds like Tom is an angry communist. <laughs> and once again, Tom is just buying everything that he gets on the Internet. And another listener says the big lie in the 2020 election was everything Trump said was all a lie, not just the stolen election. There's All right. That can be discussed. William, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Do you consider yourself a straight shooter? In what, do I always tell the truth, you mean? Yeah. Uh, for the most part, yeah. I think uh, I, I have to say some partisan things to stir the conversation here from time to time. I portray myself as a liberal, but I think everything <laughs> I'm saying is true. Well, you just said something. I, I don't listen to your program much because... Your buddy there uh, turned me off to it, but uh, 
You said that the it, you. Trump's comments were not carried on the other shows, on any, like CBS, NBC, ABC. I watch all those, and they, his comments were carried on there. Okay, I didn't not, see them, and they're not, not online. Not entire no. amount of his bullshit, but uh, the majority of it. <laughs> okay. So when you're going to say something, be fair and balanced. Be honest about it. Well, I I was just I, I didn't watch the TV shows. I just well, go by their websites. No, I, I was like, if you let me finish, I was watching their websites. Neither ABC nor NBC nor uh, CBS has on their website President Trump's comments. Now they could be buried somewhere in a story, but they should be front and center. And it's his refutation of what President Biden said, so it's not there. But yeah, I don't watch the evening newscasts, all three of them or any of them. So if you say they were there, that's they great information. Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay, so well, that's great information. something you don't know. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. All right, thank you so much, sir. No more cursing when you call in, though. We don't do that on this uh, show, so thanks. But uh, do call back. Chris, you're on the mark. Thank you for waiting. Go right ahead. Refutation, is that what Trump was doing? <laughs> it's a reiteration of the lies. How about that? <laughs> it's a reiteration of nonsense. <laughs> well, you got but, the floor, uh, buddy. Go right ahead. But, well, I, I was wondering what Ben was saying about the Patriot Act. Do you think that some of the people arrested are being held on the Patriot Act? Uh, no, I said that. According to NPR, some of the individuals who are... But that's what's being used. Captured. That's, that's what's trying to that's be That's a law that's being the used. school board scenarios. No, it's not. Well, yes, it is. Well, they could be mistaken then. Yeah. But well, what is I the truth? I looked it up on the Internet, and I couldn't find any record of it. In fact, there's no law in the Patriot Act about domestic terrorism. Okay. So it would be hard to use it. Well, the other... So I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, the other part is that uh, none of the people have been charged for domestic terrorism. So it's interesting that they're being right. held on... These and, and Mark and citing aren't. NPR. You there's can't other. Hold somebody on what you're not charging them with. Well, and what are they charging with? If it was an and insurrection, no, they should no be charged with insurrection. Right? Patriot, there is no domestic terrorism in the Patriot Act, Ben. It's just terrorism, you mean? That's Mark's comment. What terrorism. I understand, with the it gives them the umbrella to hold under the Patriot Act. You can hold people for domestic terrorism. Now, the term might not, not be domestic terrorism. Well, okay, Chris, then please, please tell us what they are doing. They've arrested them. For They're what? under arrest. For what? What do you uh, attacking, destroying property, trespassing, attacking police officers? Okay, do you think that would take 90, 180, 320 days to bring those people on those misdemeanor type of charges while Attacking other... Attacking a police officer isn't a misdemeanor. Okay, well then, don't you think that 90 days would be enough to bring those people to, uh, to a yeah, court? Yeah, and, 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 and they're being arrested, and, and if they don't ask for a delay in the trial, uh, they, there is a, what, what, what is it in Pennsylvania? So, so what, uniform, what we're what seeing is, is we're seeing, we're seeing, but I assume they have much the same thing. We're seeing bail or no bail for looters and rioters, et cetera, et cetera, and we're seeing people in Washington being held, and no party. Uh, but they're, no they're, people should be held, held as political on an individual prisoners. case by a regular judge. Chris, look at the timing and look at the charges. NPR has said people have been 
there's nothing expedited in this whole deal, and they're holding people. And in our country, that should not be held for any of the beliefs, right, left, in between. And this is a travesty to the American justice system on what they're doing. It's not a travesty. To find me one okay. case where the judge acted improperly, Joe. I mean, Ben. <laughs> what? Where? Where? Give me one. Name a name. Well, I'm going to say... Uh, they have a list of them. There's 83 of them uh, that the are internet, being held right now, some in solitary find confinement, that, you, that their you're, lawyers you're, couldn't find, get in to see them. Tell me a name that you're complaining about. Find me a specific case. That's all. Uh, we, we, Come back next week and have us. We, we will certainly get that. And, and then, then we I'll, can discuss it. But and, you and then don't I'd give ask, me anything. There's okay, something you're Chris, saying that, that, that you can tell me any specific about. We can tell right? you that there's about 83 people being held. And then on the other side, maybe yeah. you can let us know who Ray Epps is. Would that be a fair statement? Who is it? Who's Ray Epps? Yeah, could you find out who Ray Epps is? Ray Epps? Mm-hmm. I, I know about Ray Epps. Mm-hmm. He, he's the fall guy that the right wing is using to claim that he was a undercover cop and that he was, uh, he was uh, directing the whole invasion as a secret agent for the FBI that planted in the in the groups who were attacking the Capitol. And would that be fair to say if Ray Epps was doing that, don't you think he would have been arrested? I, I'm, I'm just saying what, what who Ray Epps is. I don't know what he's done or hasn't done. Okay. I, I know what the but right the, wing the, is claiming the, based well, on no evidence Well, it's not the right wing. Whatsoever. It's even now the regular wing. Yeah. So. The regular wing. The, the middle wing is saying yeah, this because the there's, there's a video of him. And, and the other yeah. part with the Ashley Babbitt scenario where the, uh, the people who were the guards are running down the steps as the uh, people are coming in, and Ashley Babbitt is shot at without any warning. So, again, there should oh, be a lot of information I, that should I, be shown I, I to everybody about, and let without people. Without any warning, that she was there. She was there while they were they were uh, drew their guns and were telling them to get back. The guards and are the running were down the steps. They have guns. The guards and are running down the steps. At that so. time, at that time, if you check what was going on in the building. The, they were trying to evacuate, and they had an evacuation plan going, and then there was a disturbance through where the evacuation was, and they said the evacuation had been shut down, and she was trying to lead a... Well, you know, once one person gets in... And Chris, you're, you're an investigative type point, of guy, so man. here's something that, that can With be no looked at route. that people don't realize, is that at that time, the Senate was considering a 10-day audit to look at the election results. Once the rioters and once situation oh, the, got the to a Senate, point, then the then they stopped. considering what? They were considering a 10-day audit to look at the voting results. So once All of them? All 50 states? This was the U.S. Senate before yeah, they were yeah, going to ratify. I mean. So this the, was going on. After what, this then, once what, they what come... What right did they have to do that? They have the right to do that as U.S. to. So it was interesting I mean, what, that what there law, was. What, what gives them the right to put an audit in when it's the House that does the counting? The, the Senate certifies, Chris. Yeah. So the Senate was looking at so this. Now, you're saying once that the rioters were trying to prevent that from happening. No, no, no. When I said this, the rioters interrupted that discussion, and afterwards the Senate confirmed when they came back. And they didn't confirm on the day. They confirmed the next morning at 3 a.m. So, yeah, there, so there's what? a lot of information that 
all sides should come out and show what was going on, not just parts of videos. And well, it's well, not well, a right-wing, left-wing thing. There, it's, it's an American thing. So Are all the information should come out. Are you saying it was done legally and therefore Bragg not the president? What's no, the I didn't say that at all. I said... What, what are sen- you saying then? All right, What's we got- your point? I, I have no point Hold there. on, Ben. Stand by. Uh, Chris, Chris, wrap there's, up. There's we got to no move point. on. There's we'll no give point, you another ben. 10 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, we'll, we'll get well, on like to the to other callers, point, please. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, all you have to do is look at what uh, Trump was doing during the rioting. He was gleefully watching the TV. He was in favor of, of the destruction. He did nothing to protect the federal building that he was sworn to uh, up to protect. And he was a total failure, and uh, it's probably uh, something he could be arrested. That's high crime. Yeah, go impeach him. Please. All right, we got you. Thank yeah. you so much, Chris. And the point we really, is really, that there's more information. Really appreciate the call. Out, All right, so. we'll take a quickie break. Uh, we will. We got more calls coming in. We'll be right back. According to CBS, in the case of United States versus Munchell, a three-judge panel ruled those who actually assaulted police officers and broke through windows, doors, and barricades, and those who aided, conspired with, planned, or coordinated such actions at the U.S. Capitol are in a different category of dangerousness than those who cheered on the violence or participated in a more cursory fashion. The ruling instructed judges to release Capitol riot suspects, even if charged with serious crimes, unless the Department of Justice demonstrated a specific threat that the defendant poses to the community and for some of the Capitol rioters the Court of Appeals said the mere fact that you have to have very strong beliefs but if you didn't engage in the most violent acts you can be released individuals who were assaulting police officers participating in the most violent acts can be held without bail that's why Julian Conter and George Tanios are still in jail on charges of assault on a federal law officer, Thomas Sibick being held until his trial without bond on charges that include assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers. So there's the story of three of them. A number of the Proud Boys militia, even the Oath Keeper named Jessica Watkins, have also been denied pre-release bail because they assaulted police officers. So well, courts, and the, and courts said you can hold them if they attacked If cops. they attacked and they should be held. However, is it 90 days, 180 days? This shouldn't be a year. All right. Well, Dan Muser trying to get to the bottom of this. He sent us a note yesterday as President Trump was issuing his remark and as uh, Joe Biden was talking, of course, primarily pointing fingers at uh, President Trump. Uh, Congressman Muser sent us a note and said, quote, across Pennsylvania and throughout the country, Americans are unable to find COVID-19 tests in stores, unquote. So a uh, revel- re- relevant, uh, timely true. remark for from him, so we appreciate that. <laughs> that is somewhat true, very much true. Right, absolutely. Uh, Stan, you're on the mark. Thank you for waiting. You're probably on the line for 10 minutes. Go right ahead. No, nah, only five. But anyways, uh, uh, Chris gave me a good belly laugh this morning. <laughs> as he said, Trump gleefully watched the riots on TV in the White House. Now, I'm sorry, was Chris in the White House with Trump? Huh? Was there video of Trump doing that? I'd like to know. Chris needs to answer those questions. I, I but think, there's other. I think what? he was. I think he, there were reports he was gleeful. Oh, gleeful! Really? Mm. You think? Yeah, I think that's a bunch of hogwash. But anyway, <laughs> now as far as him violating his oath, you mean something like Biden doing by not enforcing the immigration laws at the border, or his own constitutional mandates that he's trying to force upon, you know, half the country? 
So you're saying those president type of things that violate an oath? So President Biden hasn't uh, followed his oath. You know that much is clear, and anybody can show that, correct? But so you concede then that President Trump isn't didn't follow his oath as well? No, I don't. But okay. that's you know that's what Chris is claiming. But yet he gives Biden a pass on everything. I well, I think we're talking about this. I think that's the issue. Well, hold it, Stan. I don't think that's breaking news. <laughs> that there's going to be one-sidedness <laughs> on all callers. I mean, so the the part about I was trying to make the point that uh, that the caller wouldn't accept is that there's other information and many of it doesn't come out. Mark said NPR. Well, NPR, okay. NPR as a source is very questionable. Okay. Wall Street Journal might be. But put some of this stuff together. The thing I was looking at is that many of these people have been in solitary confinement in jail for periods of time that no American should go after unless there's a hideous hideous crime murder or something like that the narrative of this whole January 6th thing was convoluted from the beginning and afterwards and parts political people on both sides took parts and tried to make it in their light a positive what they could use against their opponents but the Democrats, one of the things that is that, you know, they talk about people dying there. Well, an officer passed away, but it took months to find out what really happened. People, the only person killed on the site was Ashley Babbitt. The other people died of compl- like heart attacks and things like that. But the press ran it as this insurrection that created this. And also parts of the insurrection were ridiculous. I mean, people walking in, taking pictures of themselves. So... Uh, my point is there's the, other... The selfie-surrection. Yeah, there's el- there's other parts of this that seem not to come out. And forget about this select committee. It's not a select committee. So, a- again, yes. So there, there's other points. And bring it all out. Bring, bring the left, the right, the middle. Bring it all out and let the American people see it as it was. And it's been political sides, and it was Pelosi's last stand to try to make this a political statement, and it's embarrassing. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole the whole commission thing, that's a joke. But there's three questions that need to be asked. At least three. There's probably more, but here's three. Who is Ray Epps, and why hasn't he been arrested? There's video of him directing people into the Capitol and encouraging them to break down the doors and, and raid the Capitol, okay? The second one is, who is the scaffolding commander? Yes. They that, call him. That He's the guy not. up on the thing with the bullhorn directing people to rush into the Capitol during the riot. Okay? And the third one is, who is the guy that set the bombs at the DNC and the GOP offices? Yeah. They have video of him. Why hasn't he been arrested? Yeah, and that's, and we talked about that with Mark. I said, Mark, nobody's talking about the, I think, backpack pipe bombs that were at the RNC and the DNC offices. And you're exactly right. So why isn't this information coming out? And I go back to, you know, talk about the big lie. Okay, let's look at Hunter Biden's, Hunter Biden's laptop. Okay. You want to no, talk no, about the no. big lie? Ben, you don't want to look at that because there's way too much kitty porn on that. Well, it's it, now I, that's questionable because I, I. But I mean, there's stuff on that that's absolutely ridiculous. But you had supposedly 50x intel. People say that that was a Russian hoax. I mean, th- this information. This is ridiculous. The 50. Okay, then stand up. We saw what Clapper, Brennan, and Comey did 
to uh, the Trump administration. Uh-huh. And as Trump said, no president should go through that. So we have the intel departments of the United States. This is people that these left-wingers that are in their 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s right now that protested the war, protested this. They, they, this is what they fought against, and now it's being done. And the other part is maybe some of these people forget about, I think, Mark, you guys talked about this, the Puerto Rican uh, scenario in the 50s, the uh, bombing of federal buildings uh, by the uh, Weather Underground. Maybe they forget about this. Maybe uh, Kamala needs to put a couple more dates in her uh, speech. So, I mean, bring out the information and let people see all sides of it. But it seems like the left feels comfortable when they're in charge. And now they can control Big Brother that they used to complain about Big Brother. All right, well, Stan, we got to give you that last word to wrap up. Go right ahead. All right, quick question. Wasn't Brennan the one that was a member of the Communist Party back in his youth? 70s Before and 80s. Before he became 80s. the director of the CIA? Yeah, in the 70s and 80s, he was affiliated. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty bad when you put the enemy in charge of our intelligence. Yeah, and, Blum- right, and Blumenthal up in uh, Connecticut going to the... Uh, Connecticut Communist Party. And All right, we got you, Stan. Thank you so much. It, Thanks yep. for calling in. One of our listeners says, I applaud Ben Reichley for holding his composure when dealing with Chris. He might understand what you're saying if, it, if Chris would just let you speak without interrupting you and... Uh, all Trump told his supporters was to go to the Capitol and protest, not to riot. The riots actually started when President Trump was done speaking. Well, I, I, I credit Peyton with that. We have our intern next to us, and she's a barometer, so I don't think you well, and yeah, I, that is true. You and I would go off. When we were carrying the CBS News coverage would, of the... It would be an influence on this young lady for the rest of her life. The so CBS correspondents initially were at President Trump's <laughs> remarks, and before he was done, they uh, started talking about folks. President Trump is accountable for parts of this, but what parts are we going to discuss? And let's get all parts in. All right, Chris, last caller before, or Joseph, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Yes, I'm going to play a Mark Lawrence liberal, and (laughs) I want to know what's all the hullabaloo about assaulting a police officer. I've seen police officers, and and, uh, I speak to Chris here, too, uh, you Democrats uh, in New York City, I seen uh, black people pour water on police officers, and they were they just humped up and walked away. That was an assault to me. And by the way, that started this thing in in the uh, 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 riots across America, where police officers were actually killed, and nothing was done. And then I seen uh, where Pamela they had on last night where Pamela Harris uh, was on a uh, comedy show. I forget the guy's name. And she said about the riots when they were happening that this was happening and it should happen, it should continue to happen. And and she uh, and Biden and those people supported bailing these people out. Uh, it was just a, a, a not a, not a major big deal, you know. What I mean, so what's the difference now with the Capitol rioters? You know, I mean, no police officer was killed. Like say, Ashley Babbitt was the only one killed, and you know for. Really, no reason. Didn't one of the but, police uh, officers die the next day from injuries? Uh, next day? No, mm, not from injuries. No. It was a heart attack, and I guess some committed suicide or something. Okay. But, Days uh, and they say it's the bloodiest thing and going on, like Pamela Harris last night. So on, the, on her speech, oh, she was so uh, sober-minded, and this is a day to be remembered like Pearl Harbor or a day of infamy, like uh, 9-11. Come on! 
Come on. Well, why don't we just? Break. Wouldn't it she be easier out to? Uh, cackling like she usually does because she was uh, had a hard time holding it under. I believe. Why don't she we really respect all police officers, whether they're Capitol Police or New York City Police? I think why that's an easier solution than carving out but some officers that don't is, deserve. Uh, to allow that to happen that all summer, there. and with a Bellasio there allowing not his police officers to do anything about. When I saw that, it just uh, it, it was terrible. Just pouring water on police, and they just humped up and took it away. I couldn't believe that. All right. I mean, they should have took the batons out and wrapped that black guy over the head and cuffed him and drug him into jail. Well, they black can't because white. they can't, Joseph, because they will be sued. That, that's the that. problem. Police, police around, and you, you, you hear Chicago, Baltimore, pick a pl- Dallas, pick a place. Police feel the administration does not have their back because they will be sued and then it's on their own cost. All right, Joseph, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Yeah, well, uh, I think, Mark, I think we ought to be fair and balanced like the other caller said. I mean, uh, the other day, you know, you you, uh, you asked a question, but then you wouldn't let me answer the question. Uh, but that's the way it goes. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Very much appreciate it. You have an open mic here anytime. All right, uh, we'll take a quickie break. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back. I lost a caller there. Sorry about that, but we don't have time. So, unfortunately, that individual, hold that thought. Call back Monday. We've got Chris <laughs> once another minute uh, on the topic of assaulting police. Is okay if you're a Democrat, but bad if you're a Republican. Joseph, one of our listeners, says Joseph is 100% correct. You sh- uh, it's okay for Democrats to assault or protesters to assault cops at various locations or people in New York well, City. It does seem to but be not hypocrisy, good. though. Well, uh, honestly, to Pete, uh, why don't we just not assault police? I it doesn't have anything to do with Republican or Democrat or New York City. Why I respect law enforcement 100%. Uh, I don't have any carve-outs for anybody. All right, one of our good listeners uh, says, despite his brash demeanor when he ran for office, the daily hate directed at President Trump, his family, and his supporters was beyond the scale that any of us could ever find possible to endure. He worked through it, difficult as it was. The longest Salt was and still is a preternatural. He seemed humbled during his persecution, and that is exactly what it was and still is. He's not a saint, nor is he the most evil, vile leader as portrayed daily in every inch of the media. He will be exonerated, and those who relish in their hate 
will also get their reward. Hmm. One of our listeners says, why the big lie? Uh, and instead uh, said, uh, well, uh, we de- define misinformation as false information deliberately and often covertly spread as by the planting of rumors in order to influence public opinion or obscure truth. So that's part of the big lie, I think I those guess. are called trial balloons. All right. Uh, on the January 6th insurrection, anyone who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. So said Voltaire. It began with the two photos of the inaugural crowds comparing President Obama's with President Trump's. What was absurd there? Spicer, you'll remember, declared that President Trump had the largest crowd in history. This was the largest audience ever. Yeah, that was our uh, our introduction to alternative facts. Remember that? All right. Another listener says, Democrats love to... Oh, i got to get the Chris on for one more minute. Go ahead, sir. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Well, first of all, uh, they, I, I see uh, reports of uh, trying to identify the the bomber, who the person who left the bomb at the party headquarters, uh, they're looking for him. He was, he was, why haven't they arrested him? Because he wore a hoodie and you couldn't see his face. But they know who he is, this Epps no, fellow, right? Don't. Oh, no, the bomber, no, the bomber no guy. They have who he is, otherwise he'd be arrested. He right, left the bomb. bomb. I got you. Come on. Yep, okay, don't what else? silly, Mark. But he's not, he's not <laughs> Epps that we're talking about. No, 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 that's, that's the bomber. And uh, who, who said that he was, he was uh, watching TV gleefully? Uh, his chief of staff. That's and right. And the one other person who was also in the room with him at times. Yeah, there. Reported. Mark, they Mark, Mark Meadows didn't say that. They, so. yeah, Mark Meadows. No, he didn't say that. So. Well, he was, yes, he he was no, said he to have said it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. To uh, how, many, how many anonymous sources run through the Trump Once again, alternative facts yeah, come Russian, to your rescue. The Russian hoax, the big lie. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK. Thank you so much for listening to On the Mark. We'll be back on Monday morning. This is WKOK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.